The Marshall Thundering Herd opened up spring practice on Monday. We got Luke Creasy from the Huntington Herald Dispatch. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, so we thought, you know, the Jaguars, South Alabama, started uh, spring ball a little bit late. Georgia State had been done for a couple of weeks already. Marshall not starting until Monday. We bring in Luke Creasy to discuss it. Is there a quarterback controversy? Who is replacing Lance Gidry as DC? And of course, what are the expectations for the Marshall a thundering herd? Let's hear from the Marshall beat writer for the Herald Dispatch, Luke Creasy. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Always thrilled to be bringing back Luke Creasy from the Huntington Herald Dispatch. We will preview, as it turns out, the Marshall thundering herd spring practice. Uh, we... And we talked Georgia State. They're done. They finished in the, yeah. at the beginning of uh, March. The Jaguars hadn't started yet. They just got underway uh, about a week ago. Uh, and now Marshall isn't starting until the 27th. I got a, uh, I got a feeling that has to do with weather. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got an indoor facility. So oh, I don't know how okay. much it has to do with weather. They did almost the entirety of spring practice um, indoors last year, too. I think part of it is... Um, Marshall does a, a really good job of taking care of some of the outgoing athletes and, and focusing on on pro day, things like that, and getting those guys ready and opening up the facilities for them um, to, to be able to to come in and do some workouts ahead of pro day, uh, which, of course, for Marshall was yesterday. Um, and uh, they have a pretty extensive off-season program um, before they get the spring ball, which is called the fourth quarter program. It's something that um huff kind of brought with him from the uh saban uh mind at alabama um saban of course uh you know, he, he's well known for for a, a pretty strict off-season program uh with his guys and huff kind of brought that here they've been going through that uh for the last couple months and uh, you know had pro day yesterday and now the focus shifts to to putting all of their resources in um you know to get spring ball started on monday I do find it interesting on how, you know, different people do different things, right? Like we said, Georgia State is done. They had very little time uh, since the end of the season to rest or, you know, change their bodies. And they're going to have all, you know, a couple of months before the end of school. Whereas Marshall's basically going to finish up like right before finals. And I presume take a, you know, you know, a couple week break and then they're right back at it uh, in the summer. Yeah, the, the spring game is on April 22nd, and right. so, you know, c compared to some other programs, that's late, but but also you have to, to look at, and I think uh, South Alabama's kind of in the same boat as well, uh, Marshall's season went, went a month later than, than some of the other teams in the Sun Belt, like Georgia State, um, you right. know, with the bowl game and, um, you know, coming off that bowl game and trying to decide who was coming back, uh, you know, if they have eligibility, are they coming back for that year, are they going to transfer, who do they have? I think once all, all those factors came into play, um, then they hit hit it hard with the fourth quarter program. And, um, you know, and then I, I, if I remember correctly, a couple of years ago, 
Um, they, they didn't get the entirety of that fourth quarter program in in Huff's first year. And that kind of pushed back the start of spring ball because he really wants to have a really good idea of the, the work ethic of his guys and, and, you know, wants to go in prepared so that they can make the most of that three-week practice time. Um, you know, Huff isn't one to – uh, to waste time, um, you know, he, he's going to go into to Monday kind of knowing what he has already. And just, um, you know, that gives um, that three-week period a, a chance for, for guys to prove themselves. And and uh, I think it should be an entertaining few weeks. All right, we're talking with Luke Creasy from the Huntington Herald-Dispatch previewing uh, Marshall Thundering Herd spring football coming up on Monday. All right, so I was, I've been doing the uh, previews of the quarterbacks uh, in each division, uh, it appears that the uh, East has three incumbents, including Cam Thatcher. Uh, and so maybe there is no quarterback competition, or is there a quarterback competition for the Thundering Herd heading into spring ball? I, I think the fan base wants there to be. Um, and what I mean by that is... Is that because uh, the last name of the quarterback that may be involved? I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Cole Pennington, of course, um, you know, sat last year, didn't – he got time in, in one game. That was the season opener against uh, Norfolk State, and that was a game in Marshall through every quarterback they had in the game that time. It was – I think they played six quarterbacks, uh, which mm. was just absurd. Um, but uh, I'd never seen that before. But, you know, I, I think that there's some excitement around Cole Pennington's ability. He was um, – he performed really well on scout team last year. Uh, throughout the year and impressed some coaches there. And so I, I think – I don't know if I'd call it an open competition, um, but I, I think it's Cam Fancher's job to lose um, because, you know, given what he did last year, he came in, won six games as a starter, um, and and really did what they needed to to win ball games. And I think there's something to be said for that, and you can't discredit that and take that away from him. So – um, I, I think that, uh, you know, they will go in. Cam probably goes into spring ball as the one, in my opinion. And then, you know, if, if Cole Pennington uh, shows some things, uh, maybe there's a chance to, um, you know, to win that starting job for Pennington. But um, I think a lot of the excitement has to do with the last name. N not, not to take any way, anything away from Cole's ability because he, um, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback. Um, but, but so is Cam Fancher. And I think he showed that uh, there are some weaknesses to Fancher's game. And I'm sure there are some weaknesses to Cole's that we just haven't seen on film yet because we haven't seen him in a, in a, a meaningful game scenario in college football. So, um, you know, I think back to that game when he appeared in Norfolk State and, you know, when Chase Cunningham's coming in the game, when uh, Pete Zamora's coming in the game, there's not really, um, you know, nobody's really paying attention to it. They're like, oh, there's a new quarterback in. Well, Pennington's name gets announced over the PA system. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, the 15,000 people that are still there, all erupt in, in applause murmur, murmur. Um, right. to, to, to see him, you know, play three, four snaps uh, on one series. And, um, you know, but uh, I think it should be fun. There's fewer quarterbacks on this year's roster than there were last year. Last year, there were six, and they carried six. Of course, they brought it into transfer. Um, in Henry Columbia last year, uh, who did not go through spring ball, but, but joined the team in the summer. Um, I, I think it says a lot about the coaching staff's um, belief in Fancher uh, and whoever might be behind him that they didn't bring in a transfer quarterback 
um, for this spring. And I, I think, uh, you know, when you're looking at that from an outside perspective, it's like, okay, maybe these guys um, believe in, in what these quarterbacks can do. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about Cole Pennington. For those of us who do remember watching his father throw passes to uh, Randy Moss and may have won a, <clears throat> a few bucks on those games back in the day. Uh, is he a lot like dad? You know, accurate arm, maybe not the strongest of all arms. What is Cole uh, compared to his father? Um, he's He's got a very similar skill set and okay. a very similar build, too, as well. Um, I, I think if you uh, fast forwarded Cole, you know, 20 years, he probably looks exactly like Chad Pennington does today. Um, got the, got the curly hair, uh, got everything. He's got the arm. Um, he's got the IQ. Uh, I'd be a little worried if he didn't have the IQ, sure. uh, given up who we grew around and learned to play quarterback. And Chad actually had the ability to coach him in high school. Um, oh. and so that was kind of a cool dynamic as well. Um, and you know, of course, uh, they, they're ingrained in the Huntington community and, um, you know, Cole is uh, is certainly a capable quarterback, had a lot of success in high school um, in throwing the ball and uh, getting out there and being mobile, too. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's as mobile as Cam Fancher at this point in his career, um, but but he definitely, um, you know, ha has an accurate arm. And uh, I, I'll be excited to, to watch him um, go through spring ball and, and see what he's he's able to do. All right, let's take a time out when we come back with uh, Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch. We will talk about the turnover on defense, and the biggest turnover is probably on the sidelines. But first, let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of uh, the NBA. All right, welcome back to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Obviously, uh, the big news uh, in Huntington, at least part of it, was defensive coordinator Lance Gidry moving on, not once, but twice. Let's talk to Luke Creasy about what the Thundering Herd have to replace on defense. All right, we're talking with Luke Creasy from the Huntington Herald Dispatch on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, big part of the Marshall offense is uh, the running back room, we do have a little turnover there, uh, and hopefully somebody back on a from the beginning yeah. of the season. How is how's that looking? It's looking good. Um, Rasheen Ali, you know, of course the uh, the projected starter there missed ten games last year after uh, an injury happened in fall camp. But uh, you know, you, you lose one of the best running backs in the nation that came in uh, to to replace him, and Kalen LeBorn. Um, and, and LeBourne, yeah, I think was he was over 1,500 yards, led the league in touchdowns and rushing yards, rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. And, uh, you know, I, I think what Rasheen Ali brings that, that maybe Kalen didn't is the dual threat ability um, to, to catch passes out of the backfield. Uh, Kalen only had a handful of catches, I think 116 yards uh, for the season. Um, he averaged that rushing <laughs> just about in a game. And so 
Um, you know, Rasheen Ali is, is um, you know, definitely the, uh, the experienced guy returning. Um, and, and it's kind of a unique situation to be able, you know, you don't return your leading back, but you're returning your leading back from two years ago, um, who also ran for 1,400 yards and, and led the nation in, um, you know, total touchdowns. So th- that's a good situation for, uh, for Marshall to be in. But, but Huff's a running backs coach. And so I think, um, you know, th- there's a lot of depth behind Rasheen Ali that, that people don't see. I think of a guy like A.J. Turner, um, who flashed a little bit last year. I think he played in six or seven games, um, if, if my memory serves me right, and, and made some good plays. Um, he's speedy, he's shifty, um, and so you've got probably a one-two punch there. Ethan Payne is back. Um, saw you know in situations where his power running ability um, can be useful. Um, I think he's probably, in my opinion, the three uh, behind AJ Turner and. Um, Rasheen Ali. And then you've got guys like Isaiah Gordon, who didn't get much playing time last year, uh, but uh, still have the, the power and size, um, you know, to, to be a really good running back. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, the running back's always been um, kind of a wild card uh, the last few years under Huff, because, um, you know, coming into Huff's first year, Rasheen Ali was third on the depth chart coming into right, the Navy right, right. season opener, and he scored and four touchdowns every, and tonight. led the nation in, in touchdowns. Right? Yeah, um, you know, That's Sheldon all. Evans uh, kind of got the short end of that stick that year because he, he he was running down, you know, inside the five yard line, and then Rasheen Ali would punch it in, finish oh. with four touchdowns that day. Oh. Um, so you picked but, up Rasheen Ali very quickly on your college football fantasy team, is what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like it it, it would have made sense. Right. Um, just because of the way he's being used. And then, you know, Ali takes that and, and turns it into, you know, look how explosive I can be. And, you know, and, and then he, he makes the most of it. And they, they used him in, in kick return situations a couple of times that first year. You know, had a 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against App State um, in Marshall's last year in Conference USA. So, um, you know, Huff it, it definitely still has the mind of a running backs coach. And I think that's uh, – that creates some fun scenarios for that group. All right. So what about the offensive line? You know, fans want to know about the quarterbacks, the running backs, defensive ends, maybe lockdown corners. Offensive line always gets overlooked. Uh, where is Marshall on the O-line? Yeah, a lot of those guys are coming back, um, which go. I think is good for continuity. Um, I think you lose the the biggest body on the line in Kendrick Sartor. Um who, uh, of course, went through Pro Day yesterday. And, um, you know, it, it, Ethan Driscoll comes back, Logan Osborne, uh, Trent Holler. Um, th- th- those are, you know, that's your core on the offensive line. Those guys have been together for a while now, a couple years. And, um, I, I think that'll help. And, and then, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes up um, behind there as far as depth goes. I, I think this year you'll get to see kind of, um, a little more of what Marshall added through the transfer portal last year um, on the offensive line because, um, you know, they were offensive heavy last year, and I think you didn't get to see a lot of those guys play. And so I think that'll be an interesting dy- dynamic as well. But um, you do lose a couple bodies in Kendrick Sartor uh, and Cedric Palant, um, who was a transfer from Rutgers um, that, that came into to Marshall last year to play his final year. So, um, some turnover, not as much as there uh, will be in other positions, but uh, certainly um, room to improve for that group. I think. Uh, I think as the season went on, they kind of got 
uh, you know, got themselves together after losing um, their offensive line coach in the middle of last season, uh, really after two weeks, because uh, after the Notre Dame game, um, Eddie Morrissey, who was um, coaching the, the, the running backs, left the program. And so they were without a true offensive line coach. Bill Legg had stepped in, and I think he's the guy this year. Um, they'd gone and hired a tight ends coach, which was Bill Legg's position. So uh, Bill Legg is is going to, um, you know, head up the offensive line and now has, you know, a true offseason to work with him, um, whereas he was trying to make adjustments and um, and things midseason last year. And I think, uh, you know, the, the numbers will show that that, you know, wasn't always the most efficient group uh, out on the field. Um, but but they, they've got room to take a step forward, and I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how that depth that they've built, um, you know, comes comes to work for them. Talking with Luke Creasy from the Huntington Herald Dispatch, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's flip it over to the defensive side. When you're talking Marshall, you're talking Charles Huff. I know you said running backs, but uh, it all, you know, starts and ends with the defense. Marshall with one of the yep. best defenses in the nation. Uh, and, you know, who were key losses and do they have replacements for them? I think the, the biggest key loss is the defensive coordinator, Lance Gidry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, I don't A couple teams lost him this offseason. <laughs> yeah, 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 true, true. Um, you know, of course, he, he took the job at Tulane and then bounces a few weeks later over uh, to the U of Miami. Was uh, he there long yeah, enough I, to get a paycheck? Uh, I think it was like five or six weeks. Um, okay, all right. So yeah, may maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, you know, but uh, hopefully you have to pay back uh, moving expenses. <laughs> <laughs> probably didn't even get a chance it, to move. Actually, far. right? It's you probably didn't even I, get a chance to move. Probably. Um, you know, yeah. I I know that uh, you know that's a big piece to replace. Um, but they got a lot back on the on the defensive side. Um, hmm. when you talk about you know Mike Abraham. Um, Eli Neal at linebacker, Owen Porter up front on the defensive line. Uh, but, but they do lose, um, you know, s some talented guys. Um, Kobe Cumberlander uh, was kind of the heart and soul of that defense as far as energy goes. Um, Anthony Watts, uh, who was a transfer that was brought in, um, you know, he leaves as well. Uh, Stephen Gilmore, um, a, a lot of those guys that came up with big plays and big moments um, are gone. And so I think, uh, again, room to step up. I think the secondary uh, probably um, has to replace the most. If, you know, I'm thinking about, um, you know, Josh Bowers, um, who uh, w was kind of um, underrated uh, coming through Marshall, but, but, you know, was a consistent player, Andre Sam. Um, transferred to Tulane after Lance Gidry left. Um, Isaiah Norman made some really big plays for the herd. Um, he's gone uh, out, out of eligibility. So uh, th that secondary is going to look different. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't know who the true front runner uh, to, to replace some of those positions are. I know they brought in some transfers on the defensive side. I mentioned they were offensive heavy in the portal last year. Well, they were defensive heavy this year. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, Huff kind of looked at that on paper and, and realized that they needed some depth and, and went out and got it. Um, J.J. Roberts is a kid that uh, came from Wake Forest, um, local guy, um, played at Cabell Midland High School, which is just about 20 minutes from Marshall. Um, and, you know, he comes in and brings, you know, that Power 5 experience and, and playmaking ability and, 
gives him a chance to come home. And and a couple guys that I'm excited to see um, are sons. You know, we went, we talked about Pennington. Right. Um, there are a couple guys on the defensive side who their dads also played at Marshall. Um, Jaden Yates uh, is is the son of Max Yates, who is one of the best defensive players to to come through uh, Marshall. And so I think you're getting to see that second generation of player. Uh, come through and, and, and that's a fun dynamic i think um you know especially for for a university that is so focused on community and um ingrained in the community to see some of these second generation players come through that that you know have the ability um to, to play and are looking to make a name for themselves and, and kind of step out of the the shadow of that family name all right let's take one more time out when we come back and wrap it up with luke creasy we'll talk about what are the expectations for the Marshall Thundering Herd in 2023. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. The Built March Madness Bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Churro Puff, and if you want the Churro Puff to win, then you'll be voting for that as well. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to buildmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar pup and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on in and support your pick. Continuing to lose weight down towards the 208 mark. Uh, so a really good job there. Actually, the jeans are a little bit loose these days. So I'm loving that. And I'm telling you, built uh, and the built bars and the puffs are a big part of that. All right, let's wrap things up with the Herald Dispatch's Luke Creasy. What are the expectations for the Marshall Thundering Herd in 2023? All right, let's wrap up things with Luke Creasy, Huntington Herald Dispatch, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Marshall Thundering Herd, a starting spring practice on Monday. All right, if you pulled the coaches, uh, you know, who's going to win the East right now at the end of March, they would probably start with Coastal Carolina. Now, we'll see if that changes post-spring portal, depending on what Grayson McCall does. Uh, I would tend to think that Marshall is going to be right up there along with James Madison. James Madison also has to replace Todd Centeno, and that is obviously a big part. And you got this uh, ODU wild card with their quarterbacking and their new offensive coordinator, kind of like Texas State yeah. uh, in the West, their new coach and their new quarterback. But what do you think the expectations are for Marshall? And maybe is that any different than what you think they should be? I think the, the expectation inevitably – um, is going to be to play for a title. Um, really? And, and I don't know how how fair that is. Um, but, oh, okay. You know, giving, um, giving that they lost a good bit of talent on the defensive side and had some turnover, I think, um, you know, th there might be a little bit of a learning curve, especially when you look at the non-conference schedule. Um, it, by no means a breeze. Um, they have uh, – Virginia Tech at home um, are on the road at East Carolina and at NC State. Uh, How about the so, Hokies coming to Huntington? How awesome yeah, is that? Yeah, that uh, I, I think that that's the um, 
front end of a home and home that, you know, they've played each other a good bit in years past. Um, and that's been, you know, that's been, that's been a fun series. Um, and kind of especially entertaining this time around, considering that a former Marshall quarterback um, started for Virginia Tech last year and has oh. the chance to do that again and come back right. to Huntington. Right. So, uh, but, you know, I, I, I think the, the three you mentioned are, are right there, Coastal, James Madison, and Marshall. And I think, um, you know, it, it's going to be tough to, to come out on top, um, you know, between those three schools. And the good thing about it is they all play each other. And so you're, you're, you're going to get to see these right. matchups head to head. And, right. um, you know, I, I think, you, you know, analysts and, and beat writers can, can predict all they want to. But, um, you know, come October when, when those conference games start to hit, I think you're going to learn um, a, a lot about uh, all of these teams. But, you know, Marshall's coming off a nine-win year. Um, and, and, you know, given the success that they've had um, w- with the pieces they've had and what they have coming back as far as talent goes, um, I, I don't know that there's an expected drop-off. Um, Huff kind of expects to be right there in the mix um, again this year. And I think that's, that's probably exciting for the fan base to hear. But, um, you know, the, the, the bar is, is set pretty high uh, because in their first year in the Sun Belt, I think they were competitive. And I think when you look at some of those games, they let those slip away. And um, right. We talked about that Cajuns game during the Sunbelt. Cajuns game, Coastal Carolina, um, you know, when they come out and score three touchdowns in the first quarter, but are held to 24 points for the game, you know, Marshall had a chance there if they come out ready to play. Right. And uh, so I I think it it was there for the taking last year, uh, which is disappointing to look back on if you're the team, but also kind of exciting because you're right there. Yeah. All right. He's Luke Creasy with the Herald Dispatch in Huntington. We're talking about Marshall opening up spring practice on Monday. What are you writing about in the Herald Dispatch? Besides what I just well, said. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's just about it, man. Right. Um, you know, I, I, of course, wrote about Pro Day yesterday, and I, I've got some features lined up uh, on some of these guys that are coming in. And, um, you know, I, I'll get a chance to, to get my first look at, at the team on Monday. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to enjoy it. So, so I, I'll probably be cranking out stories every day on spring during spring practice and, um, you know, just enjoying that and, you know, and, and trying to do uh, some features along the way that, um, you know, give uh, g- give some insight to the program that you might not, other, not otherwise have. So, And quickly on the basketball side, Dan D'Antoni sticking around, which is a surprise to nobody. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what were they going to do after a 24-win season? Um, I, I, I don't think, and I said this, I think we talked about this, um, you know, when we were down there at the tournament, I I don't think there was any scenario where he walked away or was forced out after this year. Um, because I, I think he, he, you know, one of the nation's best turnarounds as far as wins and losses go. Like ever. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, of course, you know, they, you know, they're one and done in the tournament down there and, uh, that you know, kind of killed their chances at uh, any NIT bid, of course, took them out of contention for the NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, so I, I think there's a lot to build on. Of course, you do lose Davion Kinsey, but uh, ha- having the head man back is uh, is important. I think that's good for the program. He's Luke Creasy with the Herald-Dispatch. Always appreciate it, my friend. Be good, and we'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy spring ball. All righty. Thank you.